everybody. This is WFAN, the kid, the fan. I'm sorry about the limited posting. There should be more to come on this holiday break. Let's get right to it. This is my second ever podcast on no other than the New York Knickerbockers. Last night, they faced off against the Brooklyn Nets, probably their biggest rival. The Nets, um, not a favorite in this game. The Knicks favored at home at MSG against a Nets without Kyrie Irving. It was tick for tack, back and forth, with no leads higher than six, four in the first quarter, no higher leads than four or six points. Second quarter, actually, the Knicks early on in that quarter jumped out to, I believe, at its highest an 11-point lead, which was clear, which was quickly matched, and I think a seven, I think it was like a, a 20 to like five run by the Nets to give them quite a lead going into the half. They thought with two minutes left, have the Knicks surge for late eight points to make it just a mere Nets five point lead at the half. The third quarter, the Nets were dominant and for most of it, they held an eight or nine point lead and the Knicks just could not make up that ground. The fourth quarter, the Knicks got it to like a steady five or six going down to two at once. But they just couldn't get it. They they couldn't get the stops. They could not stop the Nets from scoring. And they had to get points that they just couldn't. And their free throw shooting continues to be the biggest struggle for this team. By far. If, if you looked at halftime, the announcer pointed out something that I really enjoyed. Because it was a five-point Nets lead. However, we had, ta- we had made the exact same number of field goals and the exact same number of three-point field goals as the Nets. The difference, five more free throws from the Nets. Our free throw game is killing us. We are, not, we are getting to the line a lot, and the right people just they can't make it. They can't make their free throws. And R.J. Barrett widely did not play throughout this game against the Nets, and the Nets wound up winning by two. With 0.8 seconds, I had an inbound. He literally just bounced it off Wayne Ellington's back. And that was the game. It was a, a disgrace to get our two games and two losses against the Nets this season, especially without Kyrie Irving. They have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. If we can't beat the Nets without both of them, when they have both players healthy, imagine what a struggle it's going to be. So the Knicks, I believe the final score was about 102-100. It was a two-point game. It was not a high-scoring game. Just barely in, um, edging the 100-point mark. There was some talk that if David Fisdale did not win against the Nets, that his job would be lost. I don't see that happening. And I was very behind Fisdale when he replaced Jeff Hornacek. You know what I've seen? I've seen that these horrible coaches, Jeff Hornacek, Todd Bowles, even Adam Gase of the Miami Dolphins, who is now on the Jets, yes, but I'll show you my point. Those three coaches were all seen as horrible. So they were fired and transferred and moved. Todd Bowles now with the Buccaneers. Adam Gase now with the Jets from the Dolphins. And now the new Dolphins coach, whoever that person is. And now David Fisdale for the Knicks. All of these coaches, they thought were horrible. Every single team, I'll guarantee you. Last year, Miami was 7-9. and nine. Going into five games left in the season, they have two wins. I can guarantee you that that's a worse coach. 
Adam Gase for the Jets started off the season 0-4. Worst start for the Jets in about a decade. I can tell you, he is worse than Todd Bowles. Does, I don't care the Jets are on a run. It's not because of Todd Bowles. It's not because of Adam Gase. It's because of Darnold and the Jets' ride receivers in the running game working as a cohesive unit. They beat a playoff team. They beat the Raiders, who were in the wild card. We pushed them out of it. The Jets are 4-7, and seven, but only two games out of the playoffs. They can do it, but not thanks to Adam Gase. David Fisdale on the Knicks. You replaced Jeff Hornacek to try and make us a better team. You're... I honestly have to say you're blatantly losing because you want to get a draft pick. And my dad has said that the Chris, the Dolan and Fisdale should be tried for thievery because they're taking money f- from owning this team that they're putting nothing into. They don't care about it. They care about the dollar signs. And David Fisdale has showed that widely out of anybody. That even Dolan, even if Dolan gave... A flying fadoodle. It's a good players. Like he got Julius Randle. He got Bobby Porras. He got Alfred Payton. David Fisdale manages to get them hurt. And when he has the right players healthy, he doesn't play them for the right minutes. He doesn't play R.J. Barrett in his right position. So that shows that these coaches, David Fisdale, I'm looking at you particularly. Just because you replaced a bad coach doesn't give you the right to be bad. And in all of these three cases of Adam Gase, the Dolphins coach, and David Fisdale, a worse coach. And the next season, they are worst in the Eastern Conference, tied with the Atlanta Hawks. The only team worse than them is the 3-13 and Warriors. Who are missing, like, all their players. Like, I read Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry's hurt and Clay Thompson. I don't know what's up with him. You need to shape up. You need to shape up. Or you're going to lose a lot of fans, a lot of viewers... Because New York Knicks, your fans have given you, for the past 20 years, selling out crowds despite the losing. And they're not going to do it forever. These last few years, you're going to get into the playoffs or you're going to lose that. You're going to lose your loyal fans even though you're bad. David Fisdale, I suggest you shape, uh, suggest you shape up or you get the hell out of New York. Thank you, this is WFN, the kid, and good night.